Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello and welcome. Mark Homer here for Mark My Words. So today I've been going through uh, the legal pack um, on a new purchase um, that we're in the middle of. Uh, can't say too much at the moment. Uh, we'll discuss it once we exchange. I've been dealing with the legal agreement for Rob's up and coming boxing match, which uh, lots of people are getting quite excited about. Um, and now I'm going to talk to you about interest rates. Okay, so the first story I've got here are UK interest rates. How high could they go? Well, I think the market thinks that UK base rate uh, could go to about 5%. Uh, at the moment, we're at 4.5. They went up again yesterday. Um, we're behind the curve. The US is probably going to start reducing interest rates shortly. Um, EU or the European Central Bank uh, is still putting interest rates up for the euro. Um, and I think we've got, well, the market thinks we've got at least one more or two more quarter point rises. Um, you know, so we'll go to 4.75, 5%. That's what the thinking is today. So inflation is the primary uh, consideration when setting interest rates. Uh, and inflation in the UK is higher than in the US and in the EU. Few reasons for that. Uh, we've been particularly um, dependent on gas um, and um, types of energy that have gone up hugely. Um, food prices have gone up um, a lot off the back of those energy prices and a huge labour supply shock and the fact we shut down a lot of these industries during Covid, which in hindsight has not turned out to be a very good idea at all. It does look like there is some better news coming, though through the summer and certainly towards the end of the year, it does look like inflation is going to fall off a cliff. Uh, probably not down to the 2% uh, in the medium term that it needs to be, um, but maybe back to something like 5%. If you look at how gas prices have come off and also how food prices are coming off, uh, inflation will start to fall uh, sharply. It's already baked into the numbers uh, through the summer and further on into the year, as long as there aren't other areas of the economy that start you know, having even higher levels of inflation, maybe the service sector or something else. But it does look like it's going to fall off a cliff. Uh, but I think the challenge is going to be that inflation may come down to, say, four or five, and it may be quite sticky. It may stay there and not go back to two. Hence why uh, the Bank of England is continuing to increase rates, and I suspect they're going to leave them here for a little while, uh, to try and make sure that they've really killed the inflation genie, uh, got it back into the bottle. I think the other important thing to mention here is that um, the full effect of these interest rate rises have not been felt by consumers yet. Um, something like two thirds of consumers are on fixed rates still, um, that are much, much lower. Maybe they're paying 2%, uh, whereas if they went out into the market now, they'd be paying 4 or 5%. Um, so, you know, you, you've got only a third of those people out on a variable rate now. You've still got two thirds looking, you've still got two thirds that, that are due to drop off. A lot of people are going to drop off this year, quite a few next year. So as more and more of those drop off onto a new mortgage rate, their monthly mortgage payment is going to go up a lot and it's going to reduce uh, the amount that they've got available to spend on other things. And when they're spending less on other things, uh, 
growth and the speed and the heat in the economy will will come off more and and, and therefore inflation should uh, abate somewhat so you know at the moment the bank of england's just keeping those interest rates up there and probably going to go even further uh, until these other drags uh, start to take effect um, as you would expect them to in, in the medium to long term okay so i've got an article here um, about the UK national debt, uh, just relating to the IMF. I suspect this is a Guardian. Yeah, it is. It's a Guardian article. Uh, oh, I'm not sure I want to touch this uh, piece of paper, but uh, <laughs> I have responsibility, so I shall continue. Um, so, yeah, the, the Guardian is saying that British, British, uh, Britain's national debt would continue to climb over the next five years, putting at risk of one of Rishi's key pledges to voters, according to the IMF. Um, IMS said the cost of subsidies and consumers faced with rocketing energy bills meant repair of the UK's COVID-battered public finances taking longer than in other developed countries. Um, so, you know, absolutely, IMF have sort of said that um, government debt is forecast to rise to um, above 110% of GDP. Um, are the government on a trajectory to pay this down quickly? Absolutely not. Is this a drag on growth? Yes. Um, you know, it's a major issue. I suspect, I know how they're going to get rid of a lot of this, uh, it's through inflation. Inflation pays debt down because as the economy gets bigger, as prices go up and the, the economy gets bigger, taxation increases uh, along with it. So, you know, if you get, say, 30% inflation through this period that we've had, well, the amount of tax the government will get in, everything else being equal, should rise by something like a third. Um, they're also putting taxes up. So over the amount of sort of tax take, um, once we've gone through this sort of bout of high inflation, will have increased significantly, helping to pay this debt down. So, um, you know, I suspect that's their, their, their real plan. Uh, and because uh, they are the issuer of the currency, they can therefore uh, keep printing money, uh, setting interest rates, and um, it, it means that they're quite very unlikely to default. What's happening to the property market? Well, quite a few commentators, including This Is Money, I think this is the, the Daily Mail, uh, and other commentators are saying that um, house price falls are starting to slow and the market is beginning to stabilise. Um, around here, I've seen falls of about 10 to 15%. If you look at stuff going through the auction, because of, of course all the other indicators are lagged, but if I look at stuff that's sold through the auction the last month or two, it's probably 10, 15% cheaper than it was a year ago. Um, you know, is that the case right across the country? No, there are regional variations, but I think to actually get deals away, I think that's that's the reality. Um, it says here that only 7% of offers are being accepted by sellers and some 20% of all offers were made at more than 10% below the asking price next month, which I'm sure is correct. By the way, I'm saying 10 to 15% off a sold price of a year ago, not an asking price, uh, but because people can ask whatever they want and agents will sort of pump asking prices up. But, you know, I think people are having to moderate um, what they're asking and people are offering less on, on properties because affordability is reduced. Um, you know, if interest rates are now four or five percent, monthly mortgage payments are that much higher, it means you can borrow less um, on a new mortgage. Um, so low offers a lot more common. Um, not, not all of them are being accepted, uh, but I think the ones that do actually transact, uh, they're going quite a bit cheaper. Rents are still rising significantly. Uh, I think we're now on three beds, we're on 900 to 950. Remember 2016, they were paying 550. So we've had massive rental growth. 
partially due to Section 24, partially due to you know inability to offset the mortgage interest, you know extra stamp duty, lots of the new regulations, you know that the government looking to repeal Section 21 and various other things mean landlords have been put off. But I think it's uh, it's getting quite attractive. Yields are rising, uh, and cash flow will rise because of course interest rates, whilst uh, at four or five percent, you know they they were sort of similar they're sort of similar now to where they were in maybe 2006 actually according to the imf um our economy has changed you know the structure of it has changed significantly we've got more older older people now um you know who are generally older people spend less than um people in their sort of i don't know below say 60 um and and that has a drag on productivity it has a, a drag on growth um the speed of the economy and therefore interest rates once we're through this period, according to the IMF, should return to what they were pre-COVID, which was more like half a percent, 0.75, something like that. They think the real rate of interest in the UK is 0.3%. Are they right? Who knows? Uh, I don't think anybody really knows whether that's right or not. But I suspect interest rates, once we're done with all this inflation, once they've killed it and they may go higher, I suspect they're going to drop. So, um, you know, variable rates aren't always a bad thing as long as you can cover all those payments in in the meantime um, and uh, you know if you're getting much higher rents are they likely to go out, down over the long run I don't think so I think they'll stay where they are um, you know and um, you know if, if mortgage interest rates go down uh, you're going to be making more cash flow so I do think it's a good a good time to go and, and get good stock that yields well with good cash flow absolutely the case yeah, we are adding to the portfolio at the moment. We've got a, a purchase ongoing, a commercial building, uh, which I will talk about once we exchange. <laughs> uh, there's, there's always deals out there. There's always deals available. Uh, it's just how hard you look, how hard you try. But yeah, I'm always looking at stuff, always trying to buy stuff. Uh, house prices fall in April as the mini budget recovery hits a speed bump. Yes, absolutely. Halifax is a lagging indicator because it probably takes three to six months for properties which have been agreed to go through with Halifax. So, you know, these, these will be sales that are completing that have probably been agreed towards the start of this year, maybe even the end of last year. Excuse me. So, um, you know, slightly out of date but of interest. Uh, I think if you're actually bidding on stuff, 10 to 15% off a sold price from a year ago is probably about right for most areas, not all areas. I uh, heard lots about this Skipton Building Society 100% mortgage offering renters hope. Um, I think it's a marketing hook. Yes, it might be 100% mortgage, but there'll be lots of other caveats. I suspect they will credit check and affordability check and background check borrowers even more stringently with this mortgage. I think they're going to take uh, rental payments into account, which is smart. That's pretty good. Yes, it'll help buyers get on the market. Is it a return to 2005, 6, 7, you know, Northern Rock, 125% mortgages? No, I don't think it is. I think the affordability and credit checking is in a whole different universe. Uh, back then, I remember mortgage brokers used to get onto us and say, we'll sort this mortgage out. Don't worry, we'll fill the paperwork out. And after we completed the mortgage, you look at the the, the, the paperwork and there were a lot of things on there that I didn't recognise, including some numbers. Um, so, um, yeah, the world's changed. It's not like that now. Um, what is 100% mortgage and can I get one? Um, same, Skipton. 
yes, it's there, but um, you know, I dig into it and look what it is. Look at what it is, and of course, it's going to cost you. It's going to be more expensive than another. So you know, than a normal mortgage. So if you could just maybe try and get a deposit together, maybe maybe get a personal loan, maybe get, borrow from mum and dad or you know from family or whatever. If you can get that deposit together and get a normal sort of eighty-five percent mortgage, I suspect it's going to be a lot cheaper and it's going to be a lot easier to get that mortgage. But of course, I haven't tried this Skipton mortgage yet, have I? Um, student loan interest, 6.9%. Should I panic or pay it off? Uh, you leave university, look forward to the future. I think you pay it off as soon as you can, but make sure you can live your life in the meantime and get on the property ladder and do all the things that you need to do to develop your career. Um, the most valuable asset you have is you, your brain, your ability to earn in the future. Uh, you know, and if paying all of this off too quickly is going to impede your ability to earn uh, and take courses and develop yourself, then don't do it. Uh, but if you've got the cash, yes, 6.9% isn't great. You're gonna get way less in the banking, even in the stock market, I suspect, even if you buy a Vanguard tracker, maybe you'll return seven to 10% you know, over the long run, uh, which is not a lot better than this. So um, yeah, I think you probably wanna pay this debt off. If you've got debt at 3%, well, you might be better keeping it and just, Putting, putting it in the stock market or putting it in property. Um, that would be my, you know, because over the long run, you should benefit. Um, yeah, student loan interest will go up, but remember, you only uh, become liable to pay it from uh, money you've, income that you've earned. Um, so, you know, when you look at this, actually, you're earning income, um, you know, you should have the money to be able to pay it off, um, you know, from your salary and if if you don't and you go all the way through to something like 60 65 and you haven't paid it off it gets wiped off anyway um so and and also the other thing about this is it's linked to rpi and if inflation drops as it should do rpi is going to drop quite a lot um so you know i would um i just think about all that you know they'll probably come down quite a bit and if we look back um student loan interest sort of 21 it was more like four percent you know and if we go back pre-pandemic it was about five percent five and a half um so yeah i had a student loan i didn't get it paid off as quick as i could um uh, but yeah it i invested the money you know the, the the surplus i paid you know what i needed to out my wages and then um, got the rest of it sort of paid off if I had, if I was 21, I was leaving university and I had the cash to buy a buy to let or go into the stock market or buy my own home or pay the student debt off, I would buy my own home um, and I would put that money towards paying the mortgage down because um, over the long run, I suspect you'll make more money out of your own home as long as there's a mortgage on it because you, you've leveraged it, you've leveraged the returns. There's no capital gains tax on your own home. So it's a very efficient use of capital and it means you've got to pay rent. Um, so I think that's the first home. Um, you know, would I go and put it in the stock market at 21? It, it depends what other money you've got, you know, looking at all your other sort of circumstances. Um, I suspect it may be better just to pay your student loan debt down than start making investments like that too quickly. Um, but you know, if that had been me at 21, I wouldn't have paid it down. I'd have gone and bought a load of buy to lets because, you know, I was happy with that risk. I, I was living, I was still living with my mum and I had, I don't know, 15 to 20 buy-to-let properties. That was my attitude. I'm just going to reduce all my expenses. I'm going to pile it all into investments. I'm pretty extreme like that. Not everybody's like that. Not everybody wants to sort of, I don't know, you know, be that sort of black and white and 
determined and, and, and also take extra risk. So a lot of it's about you, your circumstances and where you are. You know, some people at 21 have got kids and other responsibilities and therefore, you know, they're going to need to keep more cash aside for that. If you want to start learning more about property, there is a completely free report down in the description. Go and click the link below.